Welcome to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. In chapter 55 of Isaiah, verse 11, God tells the prophet, So will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Standing on this promise, T.D. Stubblefield Ministries is committed to sharing biblical principles with individuals, families, churches, communities, and our world, believing that only the Word of God can advance us in God's perfect plan for our lives, where we can experience liberating faith, lasting hope, and unconditional love in a relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Dr. T.D. Stubblefield with today's Advancing Word. There is a word from Psalm 84, stanzas 5 through 8, and I'm going to read those stanzas and trust that you will read the entire psalm as you have opportunity. Psalm 84, stanzas 5 through 8. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca, They make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, O Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, O God of Jacob. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless his word. What I want to talk about is business at Baca. Psalm 84 is a moving portrayal of the life of a pilgrim believer who longs to visit the temple of God, the tabernacle of God's presence in Jerusalem. And the word Baca, you need to know, occurs but once, only once in the word of God. And that is in this particular psalm and in the stanza that I read to you this morning. The word means weeping or sorrow. And I'll say more about it later. But as I began to wrestle with the implications of this word, of this psalm, I began to think of how not too long ago, as I was completing an online reservation for hotel lodging for an anticipated trip, before my reservation could be completed and confirmed, there was a prompt on the computer screen and at the site where I was making the reservation. And the prompt asked me, is this trip pleasure business or both. And uh, because it was a combination, it was a corroboration of the two, I checked both and then completed the reservation. But it reminded me that in the Christian life, that it's not all pleasure. You know, some would love to have it that way, that, that this trip, this journey is all pleasure. All high notes, never low notes. But I'm here to tell you that 
It's a combination of both. It's pleasure and it's our Father's business. Uh, there are mountain peaks, but there's also low valleys. There's bright days, but there's also dark nights. This business, this trip, ultimately leads us through Baca. And when this text began to move in my spirit, and I began to see these insights, I asked the text the question, what does business in Baca look like? If we have to have it, if we have to go through it, what does business in Baca look like? When I asked the text that question, some things emerged. First of all, when we look at the psalmist and his struggle, his challenge, there was the desire that arrested him. The desire that arrested him. When you read it in its entirety, the psalmist was arrested by, incarcerated, held hostage by, in the ironclad grips of an inextinguishable desire. He longed to be in the presence of the Lord. So much so that when he thought about it, he even began to envy the birds, the sparrows and the swallows who had found nests near the temple precincts. This psalm bears a close kinship to Psalm 42 where the psalmist writes, as the heart panteth for the water bricks, even my soul thirsts for God. Just let me pause here to say that fundamental to the ministry and mission of the church is our calling and our commitment to create desire and encourage thirst for our Lord in those who we come in contact with. We are the salt of the earth. And when people come in our proximity, something about us ought to create a thirst. Or to create a hunger for our Lord. It seems when we look at this text that this psalmist, this writer's pilgrimage to Jerusalem for one of the great feasts had been deferred, had been postponed. But it did not, this exception did not rob him of the joy of anticipating some future fellowship with the Lord. Every sinew in his body, every nerve, every part of his being was homeward bound. The directions to Jerusalem were map-quested in his spirit. When you got saved, God injected some heavenly helium in you. What's your helium factor today? And there's something arresting me on the inside that just makes me go up. I wish I had a witness in here. Down through the centuries of time and the eons of Christian history, there's been this helium factor. I lift up. I lift up my eyes to the hill from whence cometh 
my help. There was a desire that arrested him. What's your helium factor? Business at Baca presumes that we're arrested by the presence or the desire for the presence of the holy. But there's also, when I asked the text the question, something else came out. Not just the desire that arrested him, but the difficulty that assailed him. The difficulty that assailed him, that attacked him, that afflicted him. Our desire for God and our desire to be close with him, to be in his service, to be better men and better women, to be better husbands, to be better fathers, better wives, better mothers, better children, better servants. Our desire for this is often frustrated. No wonder the hymnist wrote through many dangerous toils and snares have already come. We have to go through some things before we enter into the presence of God. The psalmist is not functioning under the illusion here that the pilgrimage is without difficulty. For the flight of faith requires that we pass through Baca. The Hebrew word translated Baca in our Bible in this one singular solitary occurrence, the word is associated with a tree that some have witnessed oozing sap like tears running down someone's face. The use of the word in the Bible because archaeologists have not found a place geographically that would even align with this Baca. So the this is that this is a metaphorical, symbolic usage. A way the psalmist uses the word to describe difficulty, to describe despair, to describe despondency and seeming hopelessness. We don't sign up for Baca on our own. We don't sign up for Baca. We don't want to go there. But I'm telling you, we must pass through Baca. I don't want to trust that you understand what I mean. I, I want to paint it for you. What is Baca? Baca could be that unexpected phone call you get that turn your life up side down at 2 o'clock in the morning. Baca could be that routine office visit to your doctor. You think everything is good and you get a call later that tells you they saw something and they need you to come back in for some more testing. Baca could be a spouse's infidelity. A Baca can be a child in a far country. I don't want nobody leaving here trying to find it on a map. Baca is lonely days. Baca can be when you're in a room full of folk and you feel all by yourself. Baca is a sleepless night. Baca is standing helplessly by 
as a loved one is taken from you by some dreaded disease, Baca is being lied on and talked about and having your good evil spoken of. Somebody here today is having a Baca experience. We don't get the opportunity of passing around Baca. We have to go through it. Over the years serving as chaplain for the police department here, always unsettling, always challenging. There's never words. When you have to accompany an officer to a house, to a family, and tell them that someone they were expecting to be home that day has been killed in a tragic accident, have been taken unexpectedly, suddenly away from them. In all of my years of experience as a chaplain, when we've had to make those calls, I've never experienced anyone who was offended or took issue with me when I said, I'll pray for you or I'll be praying for you. Because whether you're Jew, Protestant, or Catholic, black or white, rich or poor, Muslim or Buddhist, when you're in Baca, when you're at a place your credit card won't help you, when you're at a place your Mercedes can't get you out of, when fine clothes won't fix it, or a luxurious home won't help you, you want whatever help you can get. When we look at this text, there's a third movement. Something happened when he went through Baca, or as he anticipated the journey. Not just the desire that arrested him and the difficulty that assailed him, but in this text, there's a discovery that advanced him. When the pilgrim believer passes through Baca, not only are we changed by the experience, but Baca is changed too. Listen to the New Living Translation of this. It says, when they walk through the valley of weeping, or Baca, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. We don't just receive a blessing at Baca. We leave a blessing at Baca. Our presence at Baca is like the presence of the prophet Elijah in Israel. He prayed the rain down. He prayed it down. He turned a desert into a diner and the pit of despair into the paradise of delight. Where is this discovery that advanced him? It's in stanza seven where the psalmist announces we go from strength to strength. That's why I know God inspires the word of God because the logical assumption would be when we're going through something, we go from strength to weakness. But it says we go from strength to strength. How is that? Why is that? The clue is in stanza five, which I read earlier today. Happy are those who are strong in the Lord. The discovery that advances us at Baca is that our strength, our strength comes from the Lord. Some of us don't know that for real right now. 
We think we got it together. But when you go through it, our strength is with him. With him. With him, I can do all things. Through Christ, that strengthened me. With him, with him, my problems come to make me strong. With him, weeping may endure for a night. With him, joy comes in the morning. With him, I'm stronger. I'm wiser. Marvin Sapp had it right. I'm better with him. With him, crooked places are made straight. With him, rough places are made smooth. With him, high places are made low. With him. With him. That's the discovery that advances us at Baca is that it's him. It's not us. It's not me, my, mine. It's him. It's him. I asked the text the question one more time. And it tells me not only was the desire, there the desire that arrested him and the difficulty that assailed him and the discovery that advanced him, but there's a destiny that awaited him. That's how he could handle his Baca experience, he announces, and you often hear this preached on annual usher days. He said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. He goes on to say that the Lord will give me grace and Now, I want you to notice in the text, it could have said he would just give you grace. God gives us grace, but he has something else for us. Because eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what the Lord has prepared for those that love him. He said, I give you grace and glory. He was reminding the psalmist that there's a destiny that awaits him. My brothers and sisters, as I close, this morning I have been intrigued and enamored by a poem, actually a hymn written by the blind Scottish preacher, George Matheson, back in 1882. A poem, a hymn that had become world-renowned. And I become very moved and encouraged by the words. He said, oh love, that will not let me go. I rest my weary soul in thee. I give thee back the life that I owe. That in thine ocean depths, in thine ocean depths, it might be richer, fuller be. He says, oh light, that follows me all my way. I yield my flickering torch to thee. My heart restores its borrowed ray that in thy sunshine's blaze its day may brighter, fairer be. What really helped me was when he said, oh joy, yeah. 
that seeketh me through pain. I cannot close my heart to thee. I climb the rainbow in the rain and feel the promise is not vain. That morning shall till it be. You know how I can handle Baca is that I know Baca is not the last word. There is a tearless morning where there's no more crying, no more heartbreak, no more lonely nights, no more broken relationships, no more sickness, and no more death. You see, I went through Baca, but I'm here to tell you that everything is gonna be all right. You have been listening to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. We pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt. Explore our website at tdstubblefield.org for more information about us and to obtain resources provided by T.D. Stubblefield Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on certain truth for uncertain times.